0: Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at StonebridgeSeeMe.com. Click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option or by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. Our diaper drop-off event was a huge success. A big thank you to everyone who participated. With your generous donations, Stonebridge and the Community Pregnancy Clinic are able to support many families right here in our own community. You're invited to be at the heart of the action. In September, Pastor Neil will launch part two of his message series on the Gospel of Mark called All Things New. With this new message series, three types of group life will also be launched growth groups, prayer groups, and at-home worship. Experience your own spiritual blessing by facilitating or hosting one of these groups either in person or by Zoom. To sign up or learn more, contact Barbara Waite. Stonebridge has a job opening for a student and family ministries director. This is a part-time position and the job description and employment application can be found online on our website. Please share with others to help spread the word. If you have a hurt, habit, or hang-up that's keeping you from a joyful and productive life, perhaps Stonebridge Christian Recovery is for you. Meetings are online every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Send an email to Barbara Waite to get registered. For more information about the program, contact Bruce Taylor. We would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at StonebridgeSeeMe.com. Or, if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the eConnection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship.
1: Hello, and welcome to Stonebridge Online Worship. My name is Stephanie Leedy. Director of Children's and Family Ministries. Today in worship, Pastor Neil will be continuing our series in the Book of Mark, focusing on intentionally following Jesus. We can all relate that COVID has had a tremendous impact on all of our lives. From how we work, how our children go to school, how we attend church, even how we dine out at restaurants. Now, more than ever, it's important that we're intentional in following Jesus, living his purpose for our lives, and trusting in him wholly so that we can give glory to him in all that we do, even if it is from six feet apart. So I thought it was appropriate that we could begin today's message with words from Matthew chapter five, verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Again, welcome to worship.
2: Hello, I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Lucia, and this weekend's scripture comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 30 through 32, the parable of the mustard seed. Again, Jesus said, what shall we say the
3: kingdom of God is like? Or what story shall we use to describe it?
2: It's like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds. Yet when planted, it grows and it becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that birds can perch in its shade.
3: let do so... You
2: Stonebridge. Today we're talking about being intentional. In fact, that's our only point today. Be intentional about what you plant in your life. I, I don't mean what you plant in your yard uh, or in your garden. I mean what we plan in our lives. We need to be intentional about that. We're looking uh, at the last part of Mark chapter 4. In the first part, Jesus talked about a farmer planting seeds. And then, like a good teacher, he takes that image and goes to an extreme, almost an absurd extreme in planting a specific kind of seed. Uh, And we will talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you, uh, tell you about, and, and show you a picture of a bush in my backyard. So uh, here it is, it's a picture of me in front of this bush, and uh, it's, it's behind me, you can see it's huge. It fills up half of our hill, uh, and it started out as a seed that either blew in with the wind or maybe a bird or an animal, brought it. I've watched it grow over the years. Uh, I'm just over six feet tall, so how how tall do you think this bush is? A- at least 20 feet tall. Early on, uh, it looked like this, or, or something like this, just a little sprig, and I could easily have pulled it out uh, if I had wanted to or if I had thought about it. Um. But frankly, I figure that anything that covers up our hill, I'm fine with it. So I let it go. But today, I couldn't pull it out if I wanted to. I'd have to chop it down. And it would take truckloads of branches being taken away to get rid of it. And I'm not sure that I could get the root out at this point. Rabbits live at the base of it. Birds live in the bushes, in the tops of it. And uh, at one point, we thought a coyote had made a a burrow, a a den, uh, uh, down below it. So there's a lot of things going on with it. And to be honest, if I had realized how big it was going to get, I might not have let it grow. I might have pulled it out. And this bush is almost the spitting image of The mustard tree, the mustard plant, the mustard bush that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 4. It doesn't necessarily look like that specific bush, but it's the same concept. And the lesson that Jesus teaches in his uh, story of the mustard seed is the same lesson we learn in this lesson from this bush in my backyard. Be intentional about what you plant particularly what you plant in your life. Um, Mark breaks his gospel up into several sections. The first message of Jesus in Mark, in chapter 1, is an announcement that the kingdom of God is, is near, it's at hand, it's available, and it's under new management, Jesus' management. And three years later, uh, after he's risen from the dead, Jesus is again teaching and talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And in all of the New Testament, the Gospels and all the other books, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, uh, is talked about more than 100 times. So it's a very important point of Jesus's. And This parable of the mustard seed is part of the turning point in the Gospel of Mark, one of these sections that changes. Mark changes the emphasis and the point that he's making uh, of the stories beginning here in chapter four. Uh, We have called this series Under New Management because beginning in chapter one, Mark describes Jesus who is describing something new. The kingdom of heaven has come near and it's under new management. Uh, There's a new way of living. And in chapters 1 through 4, he demonstrates what that kingdom is like and what he's like in that kingdom. And um, we said in those first uh, several chapters that that kingdom of God, God's kingdom is God's influence through God's people over God's place. And you can go back and take a look at that. There's a lot about the kingdom. And in chapter two, we learn that the new management that Jesus is talking about includes a community, not just individuals. When he tells us the story, when, we, when Mark tells us the story of friends lowering another friend down through a roof, down before Jesus. And in that story, we see the old management, uh, represented by religious leaders and teachers, Uh, in confrontation with the new management, Jesus. And that old management, they do not get it. They they don't understand what's going on. And in chapter 2, Jesus makes it clear that he's not starting a country club or a spa, uh, catering to the wealthy or privileged. He says this, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Jesus makes it clear that the new management is not just the same as the old management with, you know, something tagged on, uh, politically correct or culturally sensitive facades that hide the fact that nothing really changes. He says, no one sews a patch of unshrunken cloth onto an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse we aren't just making cosmetic changes, Jesus says. He says the new management is about transformation. Some of you who are watching regularly every week may have noticed that I skipped right past chapter 3, and uh, we jumped from chapter 2 to 4. And uh, it's a great, you should read it, it's great. Uh, and it just has more stories of this conflict between the old management and the new Uh, And then we come to chapter 4, and Mark shifts gears. He begins to show us what this new management means to people who embrace it. In the beginning in chapter 4, we looked for two weeks at the story of the farmer who plants the seed in four kinds of soil, and we begin to get an idea of what the impact of life lived in the kingdom would be like, where we could have growth in our Uh, spiritual growth and meaning and purpose and that it could be multiplied 30, 60, 100 times whatever we put into it. We can think of the Gospel of Mark as a marketing campaign for a, a familiar business, first century Judaism. Phase one of the campaign begins in chapter one with an announcement under new management. Phase two begins in chapter four when it says, and what does this mean for us? And we'll look at phase three in a few weeks, which starts in chapter eight, asking, so what are you gonna do about it? The parable of the mustard seed is a vital part of phase two, how this impacts us. So let's look what Jesus says about the kingdom. The kingdom is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Most of us have never seen a mustard seed, and we know almost nothing about the kind of plant it grows. I can tell you this, it's not the kind of mustard, yellow mustard that we have in the refrigerator that we put on hot dogs. Something completely different. A mustard seed in a garden in Israel Uh, is like that bush in my backyard, huge. Once established, practically impossible to get rid of. Once you have mustard in your garden, it's going to go everywhere. It's going to take over. It's going to change the way your yard looks. It could raise or crack this concrete. And as challenging as the idea is of having mustard growing in our garden, something else in this text would have sounded absolutely crazy to the people who were hearing it for the first time, who heard Jesus say it. And this is what Jesus said, when planted. Planted? Are you kidding me? No one plants mustard. If our backyard backed up to our neighbor's yard and our neighbor planted mustard or a plant like that big one in my backyard along the lot line, how happy would we be? Not very. Because that would, his decision would impact us. His plant would encroach into our yard. It was that way with mustard in Israel. So it was actually against the law to plant mustard in gardens in Israel. Imagine that. No one wanted mustard in their yard, no one would ever intentionally plant. Mustard, and if they did, it would cause all kinds of trouble. So, according to Jesus, let's summarize God's kingdom is available to us, it's under new management. And anyone who wants to get involved with it will be like a person intentionally planting what should not be planted, but which is guaranteed to take over, change everything, cause problems with the neighbors, and spread out of control. Good news. I mean, wait, what? What kind of marketing plan is that? Um, If we were marketing consultants to Jesus, wouldn't we tell him that, you know, maybe you should nuance this message a little bit. How about this? The kingdom is like a man who sprinkles weed and feed all over his garden, and everything is greener and happier, and the bad things all go away. Oh, that's a nicer message. In fact, not surprisingly, there are churches and entire denominations that preach that kind of message. Here's another one, popular message today. The kingdom is like a person whose faith lines up perfectly with his politics, and anyone who thinks differently is clearly wrong and is deserving of ridicule and angry confrontations. We see that kind of message proclaimed in churches today. But the parable of the mustard seed shuts down those kinds of messages and any other kind that maintains the status quo and keeps and assures that Christians are comfortable, we're going to be fine, everything's easy. Mustard isn't neat, and it doesn't stay where it's planted. It's going to take over and impact all of our lives. It's going to crack our foundations, and noisy birds are going to gather in the branches It's going to disrupt our peaceful, orderly ways. And worst of all, knowing all of that, you and I are still going to have to plant it. We're going to have to be intentional about what we plant in our lives. We enter the kingdom willingly, knowing it can change everything, or we don't enter it at all. Maybe you've had this happen in your life. Maybe you've had a mustard seed planted where your faith has led you to life-changing opportunities. It's happened to me. A mentor of mine was going on a speaking tour of South Africa for three months, and he said that I could go. It was the chance of a lifetime. I would come back changed uh, with entirely new priorities and relationships. On the other hand, it could be dangerous, and I'd have to find or raise $10,000, and I'd be gone from home for weeks. Oh, and I'd have to quit my job to do it. Whew, that was a mustard seed moment. If I intentionally planted that seed, we didn't know what would happen. All we knew was everything would change. Carolyn and I prayed about it. We talked about it. And finally, Carolyn said something that... I think reflects the opinion of all of us, or so many of us, at so many times in our lives. She said, you can go, just don't let it affect my life. <laughs> well, she knew as well as I did, even as she was saying it, that was impossible. How could doing something like going to South Africa and quitting my job, and how could, how could that not affect her life? What were the chances of that? Agreeing to go on that trip to South Africa would be like intentionally planting a seed that would change everything in my life and hers. I hope you're beginning to see the implications of the kingdom of God. Faith is under new management. Growth and community and so much more is available to us. We can have growth 30, 60, 100 times more than we put into it but we don't control the growth. Will we plant the seed, knowing that it will change maybe everything? I did not go on that trip, but that seed was planted, and it has grown in many ways. It has taken over. It has certainly impacted our families' lives. I mean, it has changed and impacted where we live, how we go on vacation, what schools our girls go to, what churches we worship at, how we serve. It's affected everything. And Carolyn would say it has changed her life and that she's okay with it. So Mark has shifted his story, and now it's focused on us. There's a great opportunity, the chance of a lifetime. It doesn't matter how old we are. It doesn't matter how long we've been Christians. There still come times for planting mustard seeds of faith. Christianity is not simply a faith of the past. I've got a friend who uh, years ago would share the story of the time that he smuggled Bibles into China, and it was such a powerful moment, but it had happened 30 years in his past. That was a memory of a mustard seed moment. But God seeks to have those moments happen in our lives now. And Christianity is not just a faith of the future. What happens to us after we die? Christianity is a faith of the now. Our faith is for now, which means now is the best time in our lives to intentionally plant that mustard seed of faith. Oh, I know there are plenty of challenges. God knows there are plenty of challenges, more maybe than we've ever had. We plant wisely, we confirm, we check with friends, we pray. But there are times that come where we intentionally plant that mustard seed of faith and we see what God does. What an adventure. What an opportunity. I invite you, to plant it. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness in our lives, for the mustard seeds of faith that can be planted in our lives and our hearts. Lord, would you meet us where we are and take us where we need to go? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Go forth with joy, celebrating the many ways that we can serve our Lord. Have courage, hope, peace, and love so that we can bear these gifts to others and his name will be glorified. Go in peace.